This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. You know, we're, we're looking at the first pages that is opening to 2022. Pretty much close the book on 2021. And uh, as I've been praying and seeking God and studying, as we launch out into this new year, there's this word that's printed up here on this little mountain scene that just kind of jumps off the page at me about extraordinary. And uh, how would you like to have an extraordinary 2022? Yes. Is that okay for you? And yes. uh, all three of you are going to re- receive that. <laughs> you know, I have no, no doubt about it. But see, ordinary, and that's what we all are from the day we're born. Really, we're ordinary. And ordinary becomes extraordinary with God. When you really invite God and uh, the angel told Mary and Joseph to, to call that baby Emmanuel. Now, what does Emmanuel mean? God with us. God with us. And ordinary becomes extra ordinary, extraordinary with God. And as we launch out into this new year with God, you can expect and anticipate, you know, extraordinary because God is in control. And that's just what he he wants to bless you and your loved ones. He don't say you're not going to have battles or struggles, but you're going to come out extraordinary on the other side. Um, The whole concept of a history maker is men and women who have God with them and they're making his story come to pass and they're making history from their youth until they're they're seeing God face to face, you know. But I, I was looking up, well, what does really extraordinary mean? So I just looked up in the dictionary, you know, and I'm just going to give you a couple of words that helps us, little synonyms that helps us understand. And I, I, I didn't even jot them all down, you know, if there was a whole bunch. But I just wrote down a, a very few words for what the word extraordinary means. And this is your ordinariness with God becomes extraordinary. Your natural with God becomes supernatural. That's just the way God is. Anyhow, let me uh, just share some synonyms for extraordinary. Extraordinary means... And this is an adjective, these synonyms. It means remarkable. Do I have a remarkable 2022? Extraordinary means remarkable, exceptional, amazing, astonishing, astounding, marvelous, wonderful, sensational, stunning, incredible, unbelievable, miraculous, phenomenal, spectacular, outstanding, impressive, unforgettable, unique, great, out of the ordinary, surprising, fantastic, terrific, tremendous, stupendous, awesome. That's just a few of the words that helps us understand what extraordinary means. And I believe that you and I, well, Pastor Ron, don't you know we're living in difficult times? You know what? There's always some kind of difficulties going on. This might be more obvious during this pandemic and the craziness and our whole political arena and it's going on around our world and and all but with God with us you can expect the extraordinary 2022 in your lives First um, Corinthians oh, you, you want to start reading that here? Sure. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 26 says remember dear brothers and sisters, and sisters. That, that was my part I'm uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but this is talking about men and women, brothers and sisters. God's word is addressing all of us. 
Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise. In few. The world it didn't say there are none who are wise, but there's a, only a few who are wise, only a few who are powerful, only a few who are wealthy. Uh, so let's just read that again. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Well, when God called you into relationship with him, to partner with him, there's only a, 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 a very few who are wise and powerful and wealthy. That's, that's what it's telling us here. Instead, God deliberately... God intentionally... He deliberately, he did this on purpose. It says, instead God deliberately chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame. And the word shame here means to, to embarrass, to, to disgrace, to, to humiliate, you know, to, to dishonor. That's what he's talking about here. Instead, God deliberately chose things the world considers foolish. That's what he's saying. In order to shame. Those who think they are wise. Because a lot of people think that they're so smart that they don't need God. That they think that. But, um, you know, they're, they're just showing their foolishness. Is what God says. And it's really a, a shame. And he chose those who are powerless. Like, like us. Mm-hmm. And like so many, to be honest with you. He chose those who were, what's that word say? Powerless. Powerless. That means weak. He, he chose us. So we, that's, to be honest with you, and you guys probably already know this, but that's our credentials. We've been here for 42 years, and that's been our credentials. That we're weak enough that God can work in our lives and show, because we don't know what in the world we're doing without God giving us constant direction and Him answering our prayers. And, and it's the same for you for 2022. You know, He chooses the weak. Things of this world. Let's let's, let's just read that one again. And he chose things that the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose those who were powerless to shame those who were powerful. Because see, God chooses and he uses the ordinary and he makes the outcome extraordinary. He, he uses a little shepherd boy with a slingshot. Just a weak little old shepherd boy, teenager. He used him to do something extraordinary. And with God this, this year, he said, well, Pastor Ron, don't you, know, don't you watch the news and don't you know this and don't you know that? Yeah, I know a little bit of it. But I tell you what, I know what God's written to us. And it's for times like these that we need to cling to him. In verse 28, God chose things despised by the world. Things counted as nothing. And and despised means hated, unloved. God chose those things that are hated by the, the secular world out here, the world who don't need God. It says that God chose those hated and, and the unloved, the despised things. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing. As, as nothing. He, the things that are, are pretty much zero, uh, zilch, you know. Uh, here, you got two zeros. That's what you got. Don't mean to offend you or anything like that. But you hang around for somebody like me, you're going to be a zero. You know what I'm saying? God chose two zeros. Now, what number do we often call Jesus? He's number one. Is Jesus number one in your life? Yes. And when you take, you know, a number one and you put it beside a zero and another zero, oh, wow. That's 100%. I didn't even know I was going to say that. How about that? That's awesome, wasn't it? You didn't say that last night. I know. But God, he adds value to our lives. We are zeros until we welcome him alongside of us. And he adds value to us. 
though we're zeros. We're, we're just ordinary. But with God, Emmanuel, God with us, we become extraordinary. And we have a year. You know, it's just opening up before us. The devil would have you to look at gloom, despair, and agony on me, oh my. But God, what does he tell us in that book of Jeremiah there? I know the plans that I have for you, plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope, or and a bring hope. you to an expected end. And, and what does the word hope mean? Does anybody know? Confident expectation. A confident expectation for future success. And he says, God says this about you and me. He says, his plans for us were to give us hope of future success, you know, not evil. So we can look to 2022 and know that God is extraordinary. And alongside of us, he can do extraordinary things in us and through us. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about us, I'm talking about you who has welcomed God into your life. So, uh, see, what was the last thing? Yeah, okay. So, God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and count, used them. And count as nothing at all. And you think about, God used Matthew, who used to be a... A tax collector. A tax collector. Most people are not real fond of tax collectors for some reason or another, you know, even to this day. But God used those who used to be tax collectors and he used people who used to be prostitutes. He used several in the Bible that's documented who were jailers and, and carpenters and fishermen and shepherds and, and tent makers and teenagers. He used Mary as a teenager to to give birth to the Savior of the, the world. And he used Timothy to communicate wonderful, tremendous truths as a teenager to you and to me. And he used David who took out Goliath and a man that was after God's own heart. You know, and he, he used an old feeding trough that we just thought about most recently because Jesus was born in an ordinary old place. And he was laid in a, an old feed trough. They call it a manger. That's what a feed trough is. It's a manger. Really decided to put food to feed the animals. You know. And God uses these things. And he uses you. And he uses us. And he uses whoever will allow God to come alongside. And he... And he used them to bring to nothing. To zero. He used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. Because this secular world that chooses to go th forward without God, you know, what they do don't really amount to a whole lot. Not in the end. And he used these weak things to bring to nothing what the world considers important. What the world considers important. We can look around and see there's a lots of stuff that's just crazy and screwy going on right now in this whole world in which we live and they think it's all important you know but God uses men and women who are weak like David to bring to nothing giants trained warriors Goliaths and God used a boy with a slingshot ordinary old sling to accomplish extraordinary things. You know, I was just thinking about it. God may want to use you this year. With a slingshot. To conquer some giants. Whew. He may want to use you. There's giants of fear. There's giants of anxiety. There's giants of hopelessness. And the list just goes on and on and on. But if you let God come alongside... What he can do is extraordinary. Yes, it is. That is just absolutely the truth. So that no one, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. Therefore, as the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. So if you want to boast, you just boast and brag about God. 
You brag about his son, Jesus Christ. You, you brag about what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. God is awesome. He's fantastic. And here's a, a few passages that kind of helps describe the awesomeness of Almighty God. And so we can read that. That's Psalms 103. Psalms 103 verse 1 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. All, all I mean, it's 100%. You know, whether we use our hands or our mouths, our ears, our eyes, our, our feet, our legs, whoever, whatever we, we are, our skills and our talents and our, our wallets and our pocketbooks and our voices and all that I am. Let, let all, 100% of who I am, let all that I am praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. That, that's 100% of your heart. It is. Not half-hearted. Right. I, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. He said that twice. That must be pretty important. And he said all, oh, 100% again. He said, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Do, do you forget? See, when we praise God, that's what we're doing. We're remembering the good things. Thank you, Papa God, for, for giving us a son named James. That's just one of the many blessings and thank you for giving him and we praise you for giving him the talents and the skills and to love you and to help others and it would take us a few years to praise him for everything that he's done for in, in our lives, would it not? Yes. And let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he Don't does forget. for me. He forgives all my sins. Oh man. He forgives how many? All my sins. And 100%. what percentage is that? 100%. 100% of your sins. I'm kind of echoing here. Yeah. Uh, so that's really important when I echo. Don't forget that, you know. <laughs> he forgives 100% of your sins. There's not one sin that you have ever committed that God won't forgive. You just need to understand that. The devil is a great accuser. And he tries to steal our joy and, and try to defeat us by accusing us of something we may have done in years gone by or more recent as this week. But when you confess your sins to him, he forgives you. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Don't, don't discount that verse there for 2022. He says he forgives all my sins and he also heals all. That's 100% of my diseases. Yes. Can you really claim that, Pastor Ron? Can, can you reach out and grab a hold of those blessings? It don't mean that you're not going to have things attack you. But he says he heals them all. And didn't Jesus take 39 stripes on his back? Yes. And he says by his stripes we are healed. We're, we're healed. It's already been paid for. And you go, well, well I, I don't believe that. Well, that's, that's your choice, but I do believe that. I believe what he says in his word. And the men and women who will stand in faith with great expectation that God means exactly what he says. And you know he forgives us of all of our sins and he heals all of our diseases. Why not? Well, I've had some uh, things come against me in my life, but God has been so good. He, and, and he turns it around and he works it together. For good. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. Every good thing you have, it came from God. Every good, 100%, every good thing you have, it came from God. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate yes. and merciful. And his deeds, oh, wrong verse. <laughs> compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry. Do you, do you know anybody who is quick to get angry? Yeah. Don't look at them right now, okay? <laughs> Just keep your eyes looking up this way. We won't give it away because other people might be watching and seeing who you're looking at, you know. But God is slow to get angry. He's very patient. How many would attribute and, and testify to that 
God has been patient with you. Yes, yes. He's been patient. He's slow to get angry. Oh, he is so slow to get angry because he just loves us. He's crazy about you. Slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us. The devil will constantly. Revelation says that he is the accuser of the brethren. The devil accuses us. He brings up your past. He's trying to get you full of shame and guilt so you can't go forward. That's what the enemy of our soul does. But God does not continually accuse us. That's what he says right here. He does not, he does not continually accuse us. Where am I? <laughs> Do you, know? you know what? I don't know where okay, we're at either. Got it. Thank you. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. Mm-hmm. He does not punish us for all our sins. Aren't you glad? Our frail little bodies couldn't handle a punishment from God. Right. And he does not punish us for all of our sins. Jesus took the punishment for us. When he took the beating. If you ever watched the movie The Passion, it's the most biblical, accurate representation of what Jesus went through before he went to the cross. It's accurate. It's biblically accurate. Jesus took our punishment. He took our punishment. That's why he went to the cross. He'd never done anything wrong. But he took our punishment. And he does not punish us for all of our sins because Jesus took it. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us He's as so we deserve. He's so loving kind. He's so loving kind. And we deserve hell is what we deserve. But Jesus, he took our punishment. And God don't deal harshly with us, does he? No. Because we deserve it, but he don't give us what we deserve. That's what mercy is. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Now, that is a long way. I don't know if you ever grasped the, the reality of that particular verse. But, you know, if you decide that you're going to start walking east until you get to the west, you know... So well, I'm going to just keep walking east until I start going west. It ain't never going to happen. Because the east, from the west, there's, if you keep walking west, you're always going to go west. If you go walking east, you're always going to go east. Now, if you walk north, you'll get to the top and then you'll start going south. He didn't say he's going to separate our sin as far as the north is from the south. Because you can get to the end of going north and end up going south. But he says he's going to separate it as far as east is from the west. That's a long, long way. Our sins, he removes them. That's what he's talking about here. The Lord is like a father to his children. Yes, he is. Tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He knows. He, nobody else may know how weak I am. Nobody else may know how weak you are. But he knows. Yes, he does. And he uses you. And he adds some super to your natural. What else? Does he add anything particular to us? Extra to your ordinary. Yeah, we already said that, didn't we? Yeah. He does do that when he comes alongside of us. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we're gone as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commands. The Lord has made the heavens his throne. From there he rules over everything. He rules over what? Everything. God rules over everything. He rules over everything in 2022. He does. Now, if you let him, you can go, hey, God, I I don't really need you. I'll handle it myself. That's kind of scary sounding to me. But he rules over everything. And let him come alongside you and acknowledge him when you wake up. It's like, good morning, Papa God. (laughs) Good morning. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you. And then you pray and he teaches us how to pray in his word. 
and it changes things. It really does. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything he has created, everything in all his kingdom. Everything. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Hmm. You know what? I don't know if I brought what I wanted to show you guys. Is it back there? I don't know. Oh, I got it here. This was last year's Christmas present to you guys who was here. But while we're saying it, if you didn't get this year's, there's some back there. Make sure you get one when you leave. Now, we ordered, what color did we order last year? We ordered salmon, I think it was, or coral. Something yeah, coral. coral. That's what we ordered, coral. Now, I consider that pink. <laughs> I'm not really a pink kind of guy. I'm more of a camouflage guy, you know. But it turned out pretty good. And I started tolerating pink when we had a little girl named Miracle. You know, I started tolerating pink and kind of liked it a little bit. So anyhow, but what we had printed on here, we had this printed for you. And it just says, all things 100%. Isn't that something? We put it on there. All things 100% are possible. It's Matthew 19, 26. And then we put two words over on this side. With God. So make sure you have God with you during 2022. With God, all things are possible. All things are possible. The devil's going to whisper in your ear, well, that's not possible. Well, you can't do that. Well, you can't do that. You can't do that. Well, with God, you can. That's just the truth of it, isn't it? It is. Just the truth of it. Okay, let's, let's look at Timothy. Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 20 says, In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions. You know, Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving and weddings and birthdays, you use the gold, you know, or the silver. You use the expensive stuff, you know, that's when you... Bring out all the, the best stuff that you got and all. That's what he's telling us right here. You know, and, and, and this is not used but a few times a year. You know, um, let's read that again. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. Okay. So... You know, the, the fancy stuff is just used a few times a year. How many of you had a cup of coffee this morning? I did. Now, I hope you're not offended, but that's a cheap cup that we served it to you in. You know that. How many of you are okay with cheap cups? Yeah. But, but there's something that's very important about those cheap cups. It's very, very, very Important, But we'll talk about those in just a moment. But these get used every day. They're ordinary. An ordinary cup. And, uh, you know, uh, I remember growing up, and my mama's sitting there in the back, and there's my sister sitting beside her, and Melba, and uh, we grew up, and most of the, the glasses that we had, you remember where they came from, Melba? Somebody said it. Jelly. Do y'all do that up here too? You buy jelly. It's got a nice round edge on it. After you finish your jelly, you wash it out. And that becomes some of your ordinary. Is that right? We drank out of jelly jars. They were ordinary. And we survived them, you know. But I'll tell you something about them jelly jars. And I'll tell you something about this. I've got a, a pretty expensive glass in here. It's made out of this crystal. And I was going to get one of you a glass of water and you could drink out of this kind of nice, a lot more expensive, this fancy glass here. Would anybody like me to get you a glass of water? No, thank you. I mean, it is pretty filthy dirty. You know, I don't know what in the world's in that thing, but if you want me to get you a glass of water, I will. No, thank you. Would you rather have the ordinary Cup? Yes. Why? It's clean. Because it's clean. 
And in 2022, keep yourself clean. And God will use you. Because God will grab a, a paper cup in a heartbeat. He surely will. And let me see, there's another kind. Yeah. And, and this one's clean too. And it looks kind of like this one, but this is a cheap one. You know what I'm saying? But this one here, it's, it's, it's filthy. And ain't nobody going to grab that. If you do, it's just like, nope, don't want that one. Anyhow, let's, let's go ahead. If you keep yourself pure. If you keep, who, who does that? You. You. If you keep yourself pure. Psalms 119 verse 9 and 10. It tells us thy word. Thy, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So I'll say clean. And then Ephesians chapter 5. It tells us the washing of the water of your word. It's, it's what it tells us. And uh, let me see, where was that? Yeah, uh, this is another part of the cleansing that we got to do. We got to hide the word in our heart, you know? That's something that we have to do. And take that word and wash us ourselves clean every day with it. And then he tells us in First um, John 1 9, he says, If we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. Cleanse us. From all sin. So this is our part. If we will do our part, because he says here, if you keep yourself pure, if you're going to have an extraordinary year, if you keep yourself pure, not a, a dirty vessel, but you hide God's word in your heart and you confess your sins and you let the washing of God's water just keep you clean. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a utensil God can use for His purpose. How many of you want to be a utensil that God can use for His purpose? I do. Yeah. I, I want to be that, that kind of a utensil that God can use for His purpose. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the Master to use for every good work. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are, are you ready for the Master to use you? To make an eternal difference in other people's lives for every good work. That's what I'm talking about. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The cries of the people. Oh, the cries of the people down there in Egypt, they were hurting, they were hopeless, they were frightened, and they've been crying out to their God. The cries of the people of Israel have reached me, God is saying this, and I have seen how the Egyptians have oppressed them with heavy tasks. Now go. Now who's he talking to here? Moses. He's talking to Moses. God's talking to Moses. God says, I've heard my people down here, and they're being treated horrible. Now Moses, I want you to do something. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You will lead my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And then Moses says, what? But who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Moses oh. asked God. Moses, I, 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 who am I? I? Go down there to to. Who am I? I'm just ordinary. Who am I? They're not going to listen to me. I mean, that's... That's, you know, royalty down there. And the Pharaoh did actually declare himself as being God. And Moses going, you know, I'm weak. I, I can't do this. And, and didn't Moses tell God, he says, You read it in there and Moses tells God something that he God already knew. That Moses stuttered. He had this speech impediment and he stuttered and he, he sent some, send somebody else. I'm ordinary. But Moses did let God come alongside. Uh, let's go ahead. But who am I to appear before Pharaoh, Moses asked God. How can you expect me to lead the Israelites out of Egypt? Now, let me tell you something. And this might blow your mind. But God believes in you. 
He believes in you. You know, well, I've made some mistakes, but he forgives them. If you'll receive the forgiveness, but God believes in you. Do you believe in him? Do you believe everything that he says in his word? And, and God believed in Moses, who was going, like, I, 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 I stutter and send somebody. I can't do this. God, and don't you ever say, you know, no, no, I, I can't do that. What's that scripture? It says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength I need. You can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength you need for 2022. That's right. You can do it. That's what God says, that you can do it through Christ who comes alongside you. That's what he says. Now, I've shared this concept before, but it's so powerful. You know what I got here in my hand? You're a wise man. Because I was hiding in front of it, so I was hoping you weren't going to get it. But you got it. You're a wise man. It's a thermostat. How many of you have a thermostat in your house? Tell you so much, you have a thermostat in your car. There's thermostats all over the place, you know. And a thermostat is active. It is active, and you can adjust this thermostat, and a thermostat changes things. It changes things. And you probably got up this morning, and you look outside. Well, it's only about 45 degrees outside, you know. Oh, how many of y'all have one of these? You know what this is called? Thermometer. This is a thermometer. We have one that's been hanging on our back porch for about 17 years. And it has never changed the temperature outside. <clears throat> you thought, well, it's outside. But <clears throat> it is passive. <clears throat> it can't change things. All it does is becomes like them. If it's, if it's 22 degrees, which we had a couple weeks ago, the the Thermometer was 22 degrees as well as the outside, and the trees was 22 degrees, and the mountain was 22 degrees, everything. And there's people in this world who are thermometers. They just become like everything around them. Uh, they, they become like everything around them. They just, they just only like the moon. The, the moon... How many have ever, how many have ever had a, a sunburn before? The sun is like a thermostat, and it changes things. How many ever had a moon burn before? <laughs> nope. Nobody had a moon burn? You don't lay out there on your blanket at night and try to get, make sure your moon gets on all sides of you? You know? Now, down south, they have this thing that's called moonshine, and it does <laughs> affect you, but not for good. <laughs> it's for bad. But you here today, for 2022... You will either be a thermostat and you will change things. And God, like God told Moses, you go down, Egypt needs change. And you go down there and you tell that Pharaoh what I have to say. But a lot of people, when they go places, they just become like everybody else. They just do what everybody else does and say what everybody else says. And, and they just gonna, they're not going to change nothing. But God Almighty. He's called you to be a thermostat. That's what he's called you to be. Not a thermometer that just becomes like everything around and about you. Okay. In verse 12, God told Moses, God told him, I will be with you. And he's told us the same thing. Yes, he has. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And when you acknowledge that God is with you, he adds value to you and you become a thermostat. And you change things in this world in which we live. Psalm 23 verse 1 says, The Lord, and this was David that was writing this, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Okay. I, I want you to read, if you don't mind. Just I know we read it a while ago. Okay. But I just want to read that verse in Matthew 19. Verse 26. Because I was want on them the, to see it. On the pink cup. So it was on the pink cup. With God... Everything is possible. That's what God. Moses, 
With me, everything is possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Emmanuel, God is with us. He came here to be with us. And for 2022, if you have God with you, you can do whatever is set before you. That's just the truth of it. Now let's go back over here where a shepherd, a little shepherd boy, a teenager, his name was David. He was a shepherd. He knew how to take care of his daddy's sheep. He knew that. And, and how did he start this off again? The Lord is my shepherd. He understood shepherds and he says, the Lord is my, my shepherd. I shall not want. And in the NLT, that's the King James we're reading, but in the New Living Translation, where it says, I shall not want, it means I shall not lack, but he says, I will have everything I need. The Lord is my shepherd, and I will have everything I need in the New Living Translation. I shall not want, which means I shall not lack, because I will have everything I need. And he, in verse 2, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He's going to make us lie down in an abundance. You know, I mean, you're not going to have to be fighting and competing for every little piece of grass. You're going to be able to be at rest. You're going to have an abundance. You're going to be full and you're going to be satisfied. That's what he's saying the shepherd does for his sheep. And the Lord, he said, is his shepherd. And he says, he makes me, David was saying that, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He, he gives me rest. He, and, he leadeth me beside the still waters. And, and that means... He will lead me beside places that are peaceful, where there is no fear, where it's calm and quiet. Because these sheep are fearful of white water and rushing water. Because their wool, if they get out in that rushing water, they, they'll soak it up like a sponge, and they'll sink and they'll drown. And so they're fearful of rushing water. But it says, my shepherd, he's going to lead me beside what? Still waters. Still waters. He restoreth my soul. No longer weary. God specializes in the restoration of your body, your soul, and your spirit. God is a restorer. He surely is. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Oh, we're no longer a lost sheep because he leads us into righteousness for his name's sake. That's what he says here. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The valley of the shadow of death sounds kind of scary. But he says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of 2021. 22. Nope. Uh. <laughs> though I walk through the shadow. 2021 is casting a shadow over sure. 2022. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of 2021, it's casting a shadow trying to taint my perspective. But what does it say? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. So I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death or I'm walking through the valley of things that have happened in my past, you know, we don't have to fear the future, do we? No. But why? For thou art with me. Because God is with us. I thank you for helping me out with that, dear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Exodus chapter 3. And this will serve as proof that I have sent you. When you have brought the Israelites out of Egypt, you will return here to worship God at this very mountain. Do you think they ever came back to that same mountain and worshiped? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. That's where the Ten Commandments were given. So. That's awesome. But Moses protested, If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they won't believe me. They will ask, Which God are you talking about? What is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied, I am the one who always is. Always. Uh, what is God? He says, I'm, I am the one who always is. Just tell them I am has sent me. He is everything. He is your peace. He is your pardon. He is your forgiveness. He is your healer. He is your provider. He is everything that you and I need in this world. And that was God's name. And God told Moses, you go tell 
that Pharaoh who thinks he's God, you tell him that I am has sent you. That's pretty awesome. That's amazing. Just tell them I am has sent me to you. God also said, tell them the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This will be my name forever. It has always been my name, and it will be used throughout the generations. And I am is with us. He is with us. If you acknowledge Emmanuel, God with me. And he chooses to use the weak things of the world, the foolish things, the things that other people despise. He chooses to use those. And that way we'll always know how awesome and how wonderful and how powerful God is. And he's extraordinary. And we are ordinary. But he adds his extra to our ordinary and he gets extraordinary or extraordinary. He surely does, you know. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, uh, where's that down here? I don't want to be a thermometer. Put it outside or inside, it's just going to tell you, I, I become like everybody, I'm the same temperature as everybody else. I don't want to be a thermometer. I want to be a thermostat. And a thermostat is not passive. A thermostat is active. And a thermostat changes things. It, it, it changes things. It makes things a lot warmer and a lot more uh, comfortable and, and habitable. And God wants you to be. That's what God was calling Moses to do, to be a thermostat down there in Egypt. And, uh, yeah, is it okay if I say one more thing? Sure. I know I'm over my time. So, anyhow. Say it it quick. Okay. You know, remember when God sent 12 spies into the promised land to see how it was they would come back and bring a report to everybody, and then they was leaving Egypt and they were going to go into the promised land, and off, and 12 spies went in, and 10 of those 12 spies, they were the thermometers. They went in there and they were looking and said, the, the land's flows of milk and honey. There are giants in the land here. And, and the Bible says that. Right there in that verse it says that they, these ten spies brought back an evil report. They said, we saw ourselves like grasshoppers. You know? Uh, they were just feeling what everybody else their size was feeling. We, we, these giants can squash us like we're a grasshopper. And God wanted them to go in there and change some things. But Joshua and Caleb, they were thermostats. They were the other two spies who went into the land and said, let's go now. We're well able to take the land that God gave us. But some people are just going to see themselves as grasshoppers. Are you going to see yourself as a grasshopper in 2022? No, sir. I'm not either. I'm going I'm to see myself as maybe I'm a zero. But beside number one, God, he adds value to us. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. You know what he's saying? He's saying, don't copy the customs and the behavior of this. Don't be a thermometer. Don't be like everybody else. That's what he's telling us. So if you think about that for just a moment, hmm. If, if people are cold, we'll become, if we're a thermometer, we will become cold and, and moody. And if people are negative, we'll become negative and, and cynical. And if people are critical, we'll, we'll become sarcastic and, and divisive. And, you know, times are tough, you know. And, you know, it's tough times. If you're a thermometer, you're just going to give up in despair. But if you're a thermostat, there's a change going to take them. Let's read Romans there. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Romans 12, 2 says, let God... Tra- and what does the word transform mean? Change. Let, would you let God transform you by changing what? The way you think. 
He says, by changing the way you think. By change, if you will let God change the way you think and read in His Word, and I would challenge you, if, if you haven't already done it, start reading your Bible yesterday. That's the first, isn't that the first yes. yesterday? And let's just read through the Bible in a year. And if you go online, you can find, I usually hand out some, but we just didn't get that together this year. But you can find out how to, a, a good way to read a little bit of Old Testament, a little bit of New Testament, and read through the whole Bible in a year, and it will change your way of thinking. It will help you to become more positive, and it will help you to experience the extraordinary instead of just the ordinary. But he says here, which is powerful. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know what God wants you to do. Do you want to know what God wants you to do in 2022? I want to know what he wants me to do, you know, what, what he wants me to study, what he wants me to teach, people he wants me to meet. But he says, if you, if you will let, and you got to let him, let God change you by changing the way you think. and Then you will know what God wants you to do, and you will know how good and pleasing and perfect his will really is. And his will is really good and wonderful and perfect. Okay, I know I've taken up a little bit of extra time here. Thank you for letting me, dear. You're welcome. I'd like you just to join with me right now as we start this new year. Let's just reaffirm our faith in Christ. And if you've never declared your faith in Christ in this building or you, you of the, all the people who are watching online, would you join us and declare your faith or, uh, you know, um, just reaffirm it? As we start in this 2022, would you pray with me? And I would ask you to pray with me out loud. Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. I believe that you love me. I believe that you love me. That's why you sent your son Jesus. That's why you sent your son Jesus. And he paid for my sins. And he paid for my sins. When he gave his life on that cross. When he gave his life on that cross. And I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And now he's knocking at the door of my heart. And now he's knocking at the door of my heart. And I open wide that door. And I open wide that door. And I welcome Jesus. And I welcome Jesus. Into my life. Into my life. As my Savior. As my Savior. As my Lord. As my Lord. And as my King. And as my King. And he rules everything. And he rules everything. And I submit my life to him. And I submit my life to him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.